they do not affect me, they do not taint me, they do not bind me. Nami karma phala spruha, nor do I have spruha or longing for karma phala, for the results of the action, outcome of the action. Meaning that I do not look upon an action. Lord Krishna says that what he doesn't do, he does it constantly, he is active. 
It is not that he just created the world and is sitting quietly. Every moment creation is taking place, every moment sustenance is taking place, every moment destruction is taking place. So destruction of what has served the purpose, creation of what is required, and sustenance of this process of destruction and creation is going on. Therefore, the Lord is constantly active. So, this, why is it being done? As I said, Name Karma Phala Spruha. I do not have any spruha or longing for Karma Phala for the rewards of the action. So, Karma Phala can be said to be the personal reward that I am seeking from an action. <clears throat> you can say that the action has two kinds of results. One is, when you perform an action, there is an outcome corresponding to the action. <clears throat> Secondly, through performance of an action and through that outcome, more often than not, I am seeking some personal gratification. It is the outcome that makes me feel good. If it is branded as success, well, then I feel good. If it involves some gain of some desirable thing, I feel a sense of gain. So not only do I perform an action to bring about a result, that I perform an action of building a house, that's an action. So result is the house is built. There's an additional thing also. It gives me pride that this is my house or I have built the house. And so, when I take the ownership of the action and the results, then I created this. I feel proud. But Swami, I have created it. I mean, I should feel proud. Why should I not feel proud? Well, if you look at our role in doing something like building a house, what have we done in that? In fact, there are people who build a house. I mean, I, I haven't done anything. I have not lifted even a bolt, perhaps. No, it's my money, Swamiji. It's my idea. It's my this thing. It is your money, all right, because, well, you earned it in business. That is because all the things went off well. Things turned out to be as you predicted them. And therefore, you enjoyed a special favor. That is why you are successful. And so, when we look at the anatomy of an action, we find that Although our role is involved, but still a lot of help and a lot of grace is involved. And therefore, in realistic manner, it will be very difficult for me to really take any great credit for the outcome. I can say, I'm happy that the outcome has been desirable. That's a blessing. But to say that I brought about that outcome is, is taking the ownership, which is not there. And... Other than also, as subsequently we'll see, in fact, Atma Dinara performs action. But even at the level of ego also, to have a pride about the outcome also is not proper because the success is always due to many factors over and above my personal effort. A lot of things were favorable, a lot of grace was there for the success to result. And therefore, in all humility, I should accept that as a gift, that is fine. But to have, to look upon outcome also as a source of ego gratification also is not right. 
Lord Krishna has no such problem at all. He doesn't have an ego. What is an ego? Ego is a sense of individuality. And that always needs its gratification. Sense of individuality means a sense of smallness. And since I feel a sense of smallness, there is a very strong need on my part to feel big, to feel good. And I feel good only when I think that I'm big or I'm something. So a constant need to feel that I'm something. Now Lord Krishna doesn't have an ego because ego comes on account of identifying with one body-mind complex and that is why I say I'm so and so. Since he's the self of all, he is everything and ever, his self of I is not confined to anything there, ever, there is no ego. There is nothing to gratify. If there is no ego, then there is nothing to gratify also. And that's the reason why he does not look upon an action as a means of in some way gratifying his ego or showing himself off or proving something. When I do something, I want to prove something. I want to show something. I want to display something. Whatever. It's all ego. Ego wants to prove itself. Ego wants to display. Ego wants to be visible. So action is not only a means of producing result. It, that, whenever ego is, is connected to that action, action has also becomes, I use an action for other purposes in terms of gratification of my ego. It is, the result is not just the result, that also I use for gratification of my ego. So this is the attachment part of the binding part. Action is fine, the outcome also is fine, but then, Whenever I connect the ego with that, and I either look upon action or the result as a means of gratification, that is the superimposition, the thing which is not there, and this is what Lord Krishna says, keep away from. <coughs> and Lord Krishna demonstrated by saying that, Namam, because I have no sense of ego, therefore I don't think that I, I do not, while the action is being performed, I don't have a notion that I am doing this. Oh, when the result comes, there is no notion that this is favorable, unfavorable, success, failure, whatever it is, is fine. Because he is not seeking any gratification, he is not seeking any personal reward. karma I am complete in myself. I am sufficient in myself and therefore, I do not depend upon something else for to make me complete or make me feel good. Because I am complete in myself. I am good in myself. Therefore, Lord Krishna says that it doesn't matter to me what the outcome is. Then we'll see the attitude of wise person also subsequently, but this is how Namam Karma Limpan Dervar. We cannot blame God for, for whatever has been done. So why did you do this and why did you not do that? He says, Vidya Karatarma Vyam, I do not do anything. While things are being done, I don't have the notion that I am doing it. When the outcome comes, I don't have the notion that this is my result or this is success or this failure. There is no such connection at all. Karma is karma, karma phala is karma phala. In no way the I is connected with that. Itimam yobhijanadi, one who knows me in this manner, karma vidnasabadhyade, he also does not affect or does not get bound or affected by the karma. Knowing, as we said yesterday, knowing Lord Krishna is knowing our own self because what is the self of Lord Krishna is our self. 
What is the Upadhi of Lord Krishna? He is not our Upadhi. What is his name and form is altogether different. May he is omniscient, omnipotent, that we are not. In that sense we are limited in every way. Just as a little drop of water in the size is just a little drop. An ocean is vast and therefore in size there is no comparison. But then a drop of water also is water. Ocean also is water. In that, that sense both are one. And therefore for the drop of water to become free from a sense of smallness. This poor drop of water can never become free from sense of smallness because always a drop. And it tries to become bigger drop and yet bigger drop and stuff. But how big will it become? The only way to become free from sense of smallness is recognize that I am water. The shape and form of the drop is not my true nature, it is incidental. My nature really is water, which has no form, which has no shape. And thus, if the drop knows itself, it becomes free from all the complexes arising from the identification of size. So, Lord Krishna, I have no complex. I have no need. I have nothing to prove. I have nothing to show. and nothing to achieve. Nothing to acquire. And therefore, actions performed to me are not means of fulfilling my personal agenda. All the results arising from those actions also do not in any way create in me the reaction of success or failure. Therefore, what is meant by not bound is that I am always free from any reactions. I am free from elation or depression, anger or frustration or whatever. And thus, Lord Krishna enjoys total same, total calmness of the mind, total tranquility of the mind, total equanimity of the mind. <coughs> If you look upon him as a person, you know, then also. Or Ishvara, the concept of Ishvara is there is a total equanimity, total tranquility. Itimam Yobhijanati. So one who knows the Lord in that manner, one who knows oneself in that manner, he also never gets bound by karma. <coughs> and that being the case, Lord Krishna says to Arjuna, what, what should be done now? How, what's the use of this knowledge to Arjuna? So Lord Krishna says in the 15th verse, Evam jnatva kritam karma Purvairapi mumukshuvihi Kuru karmaiva tasmatvam Purvaih purvataram kritam So Arjuna says, Lord, I also want to be liberated. The previous verse said, Karma vir nasabadhyate One who knows the true nature of the self does not get bound by karma or karma phala. So Arjuna says, good, I also don't want to be bound, I also want to be liberated. So for being liberated, should I give up the karma? Lord says, no, you perform the karma. Evam jnatva, knowing thus, knowing what? Knowing that in reality the self does not perform any action. And in reality the self is not affected by the result of the action. Self is ever unaffected, ever unattached. 
Asangoheyam purushaha, the purusha, the self, the consciousness, is asanga, all unconnected, unrelated. Just as the space is not connected to anything. Space is not connected to you or I or to all. Space accommodates everything and everybody. But does not get connected. And therefore, when I'm sitting here, the space doesn't become displaced. When I walk away from here, space doesn't become in any way, you know, there's no vacuum created because space pervades me. And therefore, it accommodates everything. It remains all pervasive. At the same time, it is totally unaffected, unconnected by anything. You can tie this table with a rope because both of these are tangible. You cannot tie the space. You cannot screw into the space or anything like that. You know, plug into the space or tie. It is unconnected. So also the consciousness self is unconnected to everything. Understand that that's a reality. So one thing is knowing this. Evam Jnatva, knowing this, that self or the Atma never has any connection with karma or the action, nor does Atma or consciousness have any connection with the result of the action. That is karma and karma phala, the action and the result, they exist at a certain degree of reality, a certain level, but the Atma has no connection with that. Evam Jnatva, knowing that. Meaning that by performing action, you don't have to imagine that you will be bound by performing action. Again, Arjuna's problem was that if I perform this action, terrible action, which involves killing of so many people, will I not be bound by the action having performed a very evil action? Because I will be the karta or the doer of such a terrible action, and therefore I will be a sinner, I will be bound, I will have to go to hell. Karmafala, also the result of the action in terms of the loss of so many lives also is most undesirable, most unpleasant. So while performing action also I feel very guilty that I am doing something terrible. And as a result of performing action also I feel very sad because now I have lost all these people, I am all alone, what am I going to do without them? Or what will happen to them? So both karma and karmafala Action and result of action, both of them are affecting Arjuna. And that has caused the sadness of Arjuna. And that is why in Bhagavad Gita, karma becomes a very primary center of teaching because karma or action is what we perform all the time. And in fact, action is our means of interacting with the world. And that is what causes happiness or unhappiness. That's why karma. Our life is nothing but karma. Doing one thing after the other, from morning till evening, we keep on performing one action after the other. Because it is nature of the body to act, it is nature of mind to be active, and therefore we do things. Also there are many desires in our mind, and desires also keep on prompting actions one after the other. So what is living? Living is nothing but performing actions. And that is the reason why, action becomes the very center of the, uh, the discussion here. But Arjuna understand that. In fact, action never binds the self. Understand that the karma phala or result of action also does not bind the self. Evam knowing this. Krutam karma 
पूर्व ही अभी मुमुक्ष भी कीपिंग दिस इन माइंड अंडरस्टैंड दैट दिस इज नॉट वेद द रियालिटी फॉर अर्जुना अर्जुना इज रियालिटी स्टिल आई एम आई एम एन आई एम परफॉर्मर ऑफ एक्शन मीनिंग दैट स्टिल अर्जुना हैज अ सेंस ऑफ डूअरशिप ही स्टिल हैज अ सेंस ऑफ एंजॉयरशिप लॉर्ड कृष्णा से आई डोंट हैव सेंस ऑफ डूअरशिप नो डू हैव सेंस ऑफ एंजॉयरशिप सिंस आई डोंट हैव डूअरशिप therefore i don't get connected to karma since i don't have enjoyership i don't get connected to karma phala okay arjuna is both but arjuna recognizes that even though you take yourself to be a doer and even though you take yourself to be an experiencer in reality you are neither the doer nor the experiencer at least keep that in mind and therefore evam gyatva having known that कृतम कर्मा पूर्व ही अभी मुमुक्ष भी अर्जुना नो दैट द मुमुक्ष एस्पिरेंट्स ऑफ द सीकर्स इन द फास्ट ऑल्सो पूर्व ही मुमुक्ष भी द सीकर्स ऑफ द फास्ट द एस्पिरेंट्स ऑफ द फास्ट एंड देर आर मेनी वेरी फेमस वाइस पीपल हुर क्षत्रिया किंग्स अर्जुना इज अ क्षत्रिय सो लॉर्ड कृष्णा ऑल्सो समटाइम्स रिफर्स टू द क्षत्रियाज ऑफ द फास्ट who were enlightened like king janaka king ashwapati nimi so these very enlightened kings were there and look at their life they also perform action see arjuna wants to drop out of action thinking that that way he can become free from the bondage of action lord krishna says that by not performing action you do not become free from bondage of action Even non-performance of what you need to do also will bind you. In a given situation, I am required to do something. Suppose I don't do that. Yes, Swami, I am walking by and I see a man, you know, slipping and falling down on the side. This old man is seeking help, and I, I am too busy. I just walk away. or because it is so muddy if i try to help in my clothes will get soiled and i have to go to a very important meeting sales meeting and i can't afford that so i walk away meaning i find some justification of not helping that person i did not do anything but not doing also is binding not doing what you are required to do also is binding and doing what you should not do also is binding similarly also arjuna if you withdraw from this battlefield you will be not refrain you will not do something that you should do but here is a situation which requires your action that here you are to in fact uh, protect dharma to offer resistance to evil and that is what your duty is and in the name of renunciation name of whatever you justify in your own mind not participating at this time that also will be sin Meaning, it will be doing something wrong because, therefore, not doing also will bind you. Doing what you should not do will bind you, and not doing what you should be doing also will bind you. And therefore, look at the past experience; they did engage themselves in the actions which were required for them to perform in a given situation. Gita is not saying that you keep on doing things for the sake of doing them. But Bhagavad Gita is teaching that as long as we are a part of a setup, namely society, family, or even the world, 
as long as I am drawing benefit from the world, so long it becomes my duty to return the favor. Otherwise, I'll be a thief who keeps receiving the benefits and who does not return the favor. That's, that's, that's not right. And therefore, as long as the person has a sense, notion of doership, so long the person should keep on doing something. As long as I have a notion that I am an individual and having certain needs, and therefore I look upon the world as a source of fulfilling whatever needs I have, so long I am responsible for returning the favor to the world. It cannot be that I keep on receiving the benefit. It cannot be a one-way flow. It has to be both ways. So Arjuna, until you come to know that you are actionless self, until then it is only best to perform action in which knowing what? Knowing that the self is ever free. And therefore, when you perform an action, of course, there is sense of doership yet because there is ignorance. But at least there will not be strong sense of doership. Last night a question was asked. Swami, how can you perform action with akartrutvam, uh, actionlessness? It's not possible. When you perform action, there is a sense of doership. That notion is there. As long as the knowledge has not taken place that I am actionless self, so long the notion that I am doing something is there. It is that notion that binds me with the action. And Arjuna, Arjuna says that as long as I perform the action, the action will bind me. Lord Krishna says, no, you can perform the action with the notion of doership and still not get bound. Who is a karma yogi? A karma yogi is the one who performs action with the sense of doership. It has not yet gone. He still has this notion that I am performing this action. So then how to perform action such that it doesn't become binding? Lord Krishna says, perform an action as an offering to Lord. He may become a devotee. A devotee also has a sense of doership. But it's a very subdued sense of doership. The ego can be tamas ego, it can be rajas ego, it can be sattvic ego. And this is what we have to do progressively. From tamas, we slowly get transformed to rajas, from rajas to sattva. And therefore, assuming the role of a devotee, a role of a servant, Rishwara is a master and I am his servant. Or he is God, I am devotee. So while performing action also, one can be aware of this fact, that this action is being performed totally by the grace of God, who has given me the opportunity to perform an action, who has given me the ability to perform action, who has given me the skills and the knowledge to perform the action, all the gifts are given to me. And therefore, what is my role? I am really nothing but an instrument in this whole system, in the whole performance of action. And so, that way the ego is very, very subdued. Ego is very slight or sattvic. So, with this knowledge in mind, that ultimately self is ever free. Arjuna understands that self does not get bound. 
and there is no, that self is complete. That being the case, it never has any need for karma phala or the rewards. Therefore, don't ask for any rewards from your action. And do not have a very strong sense of ego while performing action. So while performing action, perform it in a very humble, with humility. Perform action as a devotee. And let your action become an offering to the Lord. Do not ask for further benefit from that, because more you ask, more you will do return. See, more we ask, so we get, and then it, it's, a, it's, it's quite a debt that you are building up. And they will perform the action. And don't ask for any result, reward. That way, whatever debts we incurred will be paid. Otherwise, we keep on incurring the debts, more and more. Therefore, Lord Krishna is action, performing an action, performing your duty. Whatever a situation calls for when you give a response, it becomes an opportunity for you to return the favor to the world, to the to Ishvara, to everybody. This is my offering. But what will happen to me? Nothing is going to happen to you. What will happen to me? Who will take care of me? Says, that is where the devotee comes, who has the trust or the shraddha, that after all, everything is taken care of. Who takes care of the birds? Who takes care of the animals? Who takes care of the trees? They don't go around, trees don't go around fetching water, and birds don't go around sowing, you know, seeds and stuff like that. It's taken care of. Endeavor, a devotee is not worried much about what is what will happen to me. Having faith that Ishwara, when I am devoted to Ishwara, it takes care. In any case, when you perform the action, the result will come. But evam jnatva kratam karma purvaihyapi mamukshubihi. Understand that all the mamukshus, all the aspirants, all the seekers always followed the path of performance of the duties that nobody has ever discarded the duties. And while performing duties, they have reached perfection. And so, Karmanevi Samsiddhim Asthitaha Janakadeha. Third chapter also it was said, look, such great kings as Janaka and others attain perfection while performing the duties. And therefore, you should also do. Now, Arjuna's, Arjuna wanted to give up this action. So we can ask a question of Arjuna. What do you think you are? Are you an enlightened person or are you an ignorant person? Arjuna, Lord Krishna says nobody should give up action. Even if Arjuna is enlightened, then also he should not give up action. Then what to talk of when if he is ignorant? If you are ignorant, then you need to perform action for self-purification. If you are ignorant, you need to perform action for self-purification. If you are enlightened, then you still perform action for the well-being of others. Some people say, Swami, why should I don't have any need? Why should I do? You may not have need. The world has needs. It's good that you don't have needs. Then you can participate in fulfilling needs of the world. In Bhagavad Gita, it's called Loka Sangraha. Loka Sangraha means action performed for as a service to the society. 
So if you are needy, then perform action to fulfill your need of antahagan shuddhi or purification of mind. And if you are an enlightened person, perform the action for the well-being of others. But perform action nevertheless. Kuru karma eva tasmatvam. Therefore, you perform karma eva kuru. You perform action indeed. Don't sit tight. Don't become renunciate. Don't give up. Don't drop out. Right now, renunciation, Arjuna is dropping out, really. Lord Krishna doesn't have an objection with renunciation. But the kind of renunciation that Arjuna wanted to take would amount to dropping out. Because things are too tough, too painful, and that's why I'm going to drop out. In India, people do this, you know. The, the high school examination is coming. It's, a, it's called the 12th, it's HSC. So what is it, high school certificate or whatever, you know, that examination. It's very tough. Very competitive. Not only that, but you are supposed to score at least 90% marks for you to secure admission in engineering college or medical college or whatever. And so there is a lot of tension. People work very hard. For the whole year they work. They have tuitions. Not only in... In fact, this starts six, four months before the year starts. You know, previous January they start working on this. And what a life these children have. I mean, you know, thank God that we somehow cleared all those things without having to go. But what a life. But when you go to tuition classes, tuition classes are four hours a day and they have their own homework. Then you go to school, they have their own homework. From morning to evening, they're always running around from one place to the other. And reading at night and early morning and... And the examination date is coming closer and closer and excitement is growing and you feel nervous. In spite of having worked so hard, you feel so nervous. Oh, I don't remember anything. I remember that when we were going to the library and studying and then for a break when you come out, other fellows also come out and says, so how many times did you revise, you know? I revised three times. I feel, oh, I haven't revised even once. This fellow says, I remember everything. I don't remember anything. Some people make you so nervous, you know. So you feel very nervous. You feel that I, I don't think I can do, handle this. So I go to my father and says, Father, Dad, I like to drop out. Take a drop, it is called. That's an ex- Take a drop. Dropping out of a challenge. So uh, that is not renunciation. Arjuna also wanted to leave this battle. It's not renunciation. He's dropping out because challenge is too much, emotionally too much. Not in terms of the promise, Arjuna has all the promise, but emotionally this is a very big challenge and therefore he's not ready. Therefore, Lord Krishna says, Kuru karma eva tasma. Therefore, you definitely perform action. You certainly need it. When you achieve a condition, then you are able to, when you are willingly able to perform the action, then perhaps you can willingly give up also. But when you are not willing to perform action, then you must perform. Because you have not developed the comfort yet. Therefore, Kuru Karma Yotasmat Arjuna, you perform the action, knowing fully well that the self never is never tainted by the action, nor is it affected by the result of the action, knowing that, and be assured that you are not going to bound, you perform action with proper attitudes. Purvai Purvataram Krutam. Because you perform actions as the earlier experience did, and they perform action as the earlier experience had done. Therefore, this whole tradition of karma yoga, performing action, 
as a, as in the spirit of worship is going on and therefore you also follow that. <coughs> so this is an instruction given to Arjuna especially. Now Lord Krishna changes the subject matter. You can say he changes the gear. He comes to the main topic of this fourth chapter which is knowledge. And knowledge is imparted in reference to action. And so, Lord Krishna now wants to unfold the nature of action, the nature of one performing action. And for that, a background is being uh, created by Lord Krishna in the next two verses. The 16th verse, Lord Krishna says, Kim karma kima karmeti Kavayo Pietra Mohita Tate Karma Pravakshami Yadnyatwa Moksha Seshuhad Kim Karma Kim Akarma Yeti Lord Krishna says that understand that action needs to be properly understood because with reference to kim karma what is action kim akarma what is inaction what is action and what is inaction now Arjuna wants to withdraw from action he thinks that he wants to be inactive he thinks that action is binding, action is too too difficult, therefore I will withdraw from action, I will become inactive. But Arjuna understand, you, inaction is not what you think it is. Kim karma, kim, Arjuna thinks that not performing action, then I will become inactive. So Lord Krishna says, Kim karma, kim akarma, karma means action, kim karma, what is action, kim akarma, what is inaction. Iti, in, in, in this subject, in the subject of determining what is action and what is inaction, kavayaha apyatra mohitaha, even the kavayaha, the, the, the wise people, wise means learned people, not wise but learned people. Even learned people also are confused or learned people also are deluded in understanding what is karma and what is akarma, what is action, what is inaction, in that even learned people also are confused or they are also deluded. So Arjuna, you must first understand what is action and what is inaction and then decide. Arjuna thinks that by giving up this action of battlefield, he'll become inactive. He'll become actionless. So Arjuna wants to become free from action, basically. He thinks that by dropping out of this challenge, by giving up this action, he'll become actionless, he'll become free from action. Here Arjuna, what is action? And what is freedom from action? What is action and what is inaction? In that, Kavayaha, even learned people also are quite deluded. 
learned in what sense? Those people have learned many books. Those people who are even well versed with performance of rituals. So there are people who are very well versed in performing rituals. Every step, as you saw the other day, very complicated rituals also, and every step they are very well versed. If you listen to these priests, when they are performing this homa, etc., they recite all kinds of iti kartavya, how to perform the action, all in Sanskrit they are reciting, you know. Okay, having made an offering, now you do this, now you take water in here, now you drop it there, and then, and now you chant this. So all these things are actually specified. All of these, in fact, they are memorized. And therefore, they keep reciting them and accordingly perform the action also. So very well versed in performing action. They know all the nitty-gritty of action. They also know a lot of analysis. Because in the Veda, in the, there is a Vedic analysis called Mimamsa, and thus to interpret the meaning of the passages also, a lot of analytical skill is needed, and they have that. So they may have the analytical skills, they may have the skills of grammar, they may have skills of actually performing the rituals, they may be very well versed in, 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 with reference to action, with rituals, with reference to even Vyavahara also. Some people are very skilled in performing their, you know, day-to-day conduct, very skilled. How to relate to people, how to, you know, get along with people, how to get things done, in all of this, very well versed. So even people who are very skilled in performing actions, or even people who are very learned with reference to the science of action, even they also are deleted with reference to what is action and what is actionlessness. Tatte karma pravakshami. Arjuna, you want to become free from action, isn't it? Yes, sir. You better understand what is meant by freedom from action. You have a certain notion of what is meant by freedom from action. But understand what is truly meant by freedom from action. Tatte karma pravakshami. That being the case, Inasmuch as even the learned people also are deluded with reference to understanding of what is action and actionless, then what dog of poor Arjuna? He's not learned in that sense. He's a Kshatriya, of course. He knows how to perform his action, but he doesn't know the scriptures and all these nitty-gritties of scriptures. Tatte karma pravakshami, and therefore I will not pravakshami, prakarshena vakshami, I'll tell you in, with great clarity what is karma. What is action? Tatte akarma pravakshami. You can also see in akara also elided here by Sandhi rules and therefore that sentence can also be interpreted as meaning Tatte akarma pravakshami. I will also tell you what actionlessness is. I will tell you what action is. I will tell you what inaction is. I will tell you what actionlessness is. Action, inaction, Actionlessness. Why will you tell me, O Lord? Yadnyatva moksha se ashuhat. Knowing which, you will become free from inauspicious, ashuha. Shuha is auspicious. Ashuha, inauspicious. Yadnyatva moksha se ashuhat. Knowing which, you will become free from inauspiciousness. What is inauspicious? In, I know that we had a custom 
if some death took place somewhere in, 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 in some relative or somebody died, then they'll send you information about that. Because when you are related, then you also have to take bath and get some purific, some purificatory rites are we done. Even though the person who died in some other place, you know, and you are here, and still, you also have to take some bath and things like that. So what those fellows will do, they'll write a postcard informing you about the death of such and this person. The moment you read that, then you become polluted, meaning that right away then you should take bath. And therefore, all your clothes and everything, you know, suppose you are wearing the clothes, uh, you just came from work and then you are wearing your suits, whatever, suits and things. And it will be very inconvenient to, 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 you have to soak all those clothes also. So what they will do is, at the top of the postcard, that's Ashuva. They will write like that, Ashuva. When you read that, you don't read the letter further. You know, you read only a title, Ashuva. Means you don't read further. You know something is there, you know. And then, this fellow goes to the bathroom. And then from outside, this fellow reads, you know. Then he takes bath right on, whatever. But generally, the word Ashuva was written for death. That is considered to be inauspicious. And therefore, here when Lord Krishna says, you will be released from Ashubha, you will be released from inauspicious. What is Ashubha? Death is inauspicious. Therefore, knowing this, you will become free from death. What is the other thing inauspicious, you know? Ignorance is inauspicious. Because we do not like ignorance. We do not like to be stupid. We like always to be wise and we always like to be learned. And therefore, ignorance is another thing that is inauspicious. What's the third thing inauspicious? Unhappiness. Sorrow is inauspicious. Who wants sorrow? So those things that we do not want in our life are all inauspicious. Death is inauspicious. Ignorance is inauspicious. Sorrow is inauspicious. Lord Krishna says, Yajnatva, gaining vision knowledge, you will become free from all that is inauspicious. Become free from death, become free from ignorance, become free from sorrow. What is freedom from death? It's called Sat. What is freedom from ignorance? It's called Chit. What is freedom from sorrow? It's called Ananda. Arjuna, you will achieve Satchit Ananda. Thus, you will become free from death, free from ignorance, free from sorrow, free from ashubha, free from inauspiciousness, free from samsara. So that is called samsara. Samsara is that in which you keep on sliding constantly from one ignorance to other, from one death to other, from one sorrow to other, from one verse to other. So there is nothing wrong in living. But if you are living with sorrow, or living with a fear of death, or living with ignorance, then that living is nothing but miserable. Living really becomes meaningful when one is living without fear, when one is living without sorrow, when one is living without uh, ignorance or without confusion. You see, in any situation when I am not clear about things and my mind is confused, those there is a stress. 
what to do, what does this mean, what did he say, what, what am I required to do? So when that confusion is there, there is stress. You don't like that. Therefore, it is wonderful to live life when there is no confusion, when there is no sorrow, when there is no fear. That is when one will really living life. And that's what Vedanta teaches us. It doesn't teach us anything else. Vedanta doesn't promise any heavens and does not promise any miracles and does not promise anything unusual. So many, if I study Bhagavad Gita, then will I get promotion? I don't know. Will my son get married? I don't know. He may not, in fact, after studying Gita, who knows. But then, will some worldly result happen? We do not know. Which is material. Or will some miracle happen? That also is Vedanta. To Vedantin doesn't matter at all. Because formerly I was miserable without miracle, now I am miserable with miracle. That's all it is. Because miserableness is not for lack of miracles, it's not for lack of experience. The misery in life is not because of that we don't have enough experiences. People are always seeking new experiences, which they may, that's all right. And that gives you some kick, it also gives you something, no doubt about that. But in fact also wears out. What is to happen is something permanent. Vedanta says that the misery is not due to lack of an experience, is not due to lack of a miracle, is not due to lack of some accomplishment, it is due to lack of proper understanding. This is Vedanta's thesis. Therefore, always emphasis on Knowledge meaning proper understanding. Not just knowing, but knowing properly. Tattvataha, Jnatva. So, Lord Krishna says, Maam Veti Tattvataha, who knows me truly as I am, because everybody knows Lord Krishna. When Lord Krishna was around, everybody knew him in some way or the other. Tattvata as I am. They think that I am son of so and so and I am brother of so and so and I am... That is okay. But really what he is? Everybody knows his ornaments, bangle and is this, that's all right. What's a, what it is in reality? In reality it is gold. And so what is Lord Krishna in reality? He is Satchidananda. So when you know him that way, then alone you have known him truly as he is. So Vedanta says that it is merely the wrong notions, the false notions, they are the cause of sorrow. Yajnatva moksha se ashubhad. Here you know, knowing which, you become free from all sorrow. Become free from ignorance. Become free from fear. So all sorrow, all, all sense of ignorance, all fear is due to your wrong notions. Not totally, not absence of knowledge, but wrong noise. Meaning that right now you have a wrong notion about what karma is. That, that is causing you sorrow. The wrong notion of what karma or action is, is causing you sorrow. And then there is also a wrong notion of what a karma is. When you do not know what action, when you do not know properly what action is, then you do not know what properly what inaction is also. You do not know properly what actionlessness is also. See, Arjuna, because your wrong notion about what action is and what actionlessness is, therefore this sorrow is there. So when you know 
correctly what action is, what inaction is, what actionlessness is, when you know it truly, then there is no cause for sorrow. Lord Krishna is very clear. Yajnatva moksha se ashubhat, knowing which you will become free from samsara. See, this sentence is to be understood or to be noted. Yajnatva moksha se ashubhat, knowing which you will become free from samsara. If by knowledge I can become free, what does it mean? It means that the lack of freedom or bondage is due to ignorance. If knowledge can make me free, it means that the bondage is purely due to ignorance. Because all that knowledge can do is to dispel ignorance. Knowledge cannot do anything else. Knowledge doesn't change anything. Knowledge does not produce anything. Knowledge simply reveals things as they are. Just as the light does not produce anything, light does not change anything, light simply dispels the darkness. And therefore, whatever was obstructed by darkness becomes revealed. So also knowledge simply reveals ignorance. And therefore, the various notions caused by ignorance also will go. So instead of rope, you have the notion that it is a snake. What does the rope knowledge do? The knowledge of rope removes the ignorance of rope and the notion of snake. And so also various notions in our life also will, be gone, will, will go when knowledge takes place. Yajnatva moksha se knowing which you will become free from samsara. Therefore, I will now tell you what is the true nature of karma, what is the true nature of action, what is the true nature of actionlessness, this is what I will teach you. <coughs> Then Arjuna says, what's the big deal about karma and akarma? I know what it is. Karma means action. So doing things with your hands and legs and speech, that's called action. What is an action not doing is called inaction. Doing something is called action and not doing something is called inaction. But what is the big deal about it? Why are you making a big deal about it? Lord Krishna is making a big deal about it. Making a, pra, you know, if he's forming a background. Now I will tell you about action and inaction. I know it. Doing things is called action. Not doing is called inaction. So what is there to know so much about it? Arjuna, don't think that it is so simple. Therefore in the 17th verse, Lord Krishna says, Karmano Khyapibodhavyam Bodhavyam chavi karmanaha Akarmanascha bodhavyam Gahana karmanogatihi Karmanahapi bodhavyam There is something to understand, there is something to be known or something to be understood with reference to what karma is. Buddha means vikarmana. What vikarma is, that also has to be something understood about what is meant by vikarma. Here, vikarma means viparita karma or pratishiddha karma, meaning prohibited action. So, what's the nature of action that is enjoined? What's the nature of prohibited action? Akarma akarma means inaction. So, what is action? What is inaction? What is prohibited action? 
buddhavyam, all of this has to be known. Why? It is not what you think they are. Gahana karmano gatihi. The, the nature of karma is in fact gahana, inscrutable. Inscrutable are the ways of action. And therefore, what action is, has to be understood. With this background then, Lord Krishna will proceed to tell us what the nature of action is in the following verse, which we'll see. <coughs> Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vashishyate Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutra Bhashyakrutau Vande Bhagavanta Punaf Punaha Ishvaro Guru Ratmedi Murti Veda Vibhagine Vyoma Vadvyapta Dehaya Dakshina Murtayanamaha Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Hari Om